our first guest is a wine and career person. I'm not, I was always told that drinking didn't go with, uh, <laughs> work, but in fact, <laughs> Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany Yard has made it work and, uh, she is joining us. She's the founder of Moto Vino. She is also, uh, the author of the new book, How to Wine with Your Boss. And that you can find again at livestreamdeals.com. It's available for pre-order. You can click on through but tiffany um i i loved your story and i as somebody who at least for part of my working life never really drank around work or at work or anything or at all for part of it i realized i kind of missed some opportunities to be part of the the inside group and i didn't know that there were like this 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 place where the oh, yeah. walls the walls all fell down and everybody from the mail room to the CEO would get together <laughs> around bottles of wine. Tell us tell us what your experiences were like and how wine was kind of a part of helping you advance your career. Absolutely. Ross, thanks again for having me. Yes. You know, um one thing about wine, I think it's something that folks really don't understand or understand the real culture behind wine. Um, if you're a wine lover, you've got a tribe. <laughs> and um, <laughs> ultimately, um, you say you never drank at work, you must not have worked for law firms. So <laughs> no. <laughs> With that said, you know, um, in my experiences over the past 12 years working in just the corporate arena, really making relationships, building contacts and building a network that really has propelled my career, honestly, has been over, you know, glasses of TNLO or wonderful cabs out of, you know, South Africa or classic burgundies and learning about wine was something that kind of fell into um, based in the circles that I was around. And what I noticed is that, again, to your point, I talk a little bit about my book, um, in my book, um, the idea that folks from the mailroom right to the C-suite can all connect over wine. And it's one of the safest places to really, um, you know, share ideas. The minute you have something in common with someone else, I mm -hmm. think that's always the really good platform um, to begin to, again, asking for that permission to be, you know, escorted into this new world or a circle um, of privilege. So it's a really, really great way to connect with people that may not come from where you come from or, mm -hmm. again, share your same background. Wow. So it's that's very interesting. Um, how did you did you see this sort of repeat itself across industries and across? Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, water cooler talk, as they say, you know, um, mostly, you know, if you're talking about the brackets at work, you know, for sports, mm -hmm. disproportionately, it does exclude women um, right. at times, depending on, again, again, the uh, the corporate space that you're in. And again, much like any other subject, you finding a tribe with the same hobbies and interests as someone else, again, just builds natural relationship. You know, the idea that, you know, you can foster great connections is really contingent upon likability and just right. really being a genuine individual. People don't really put enough of a premium on, you know, removing that salesy, sleazy aspect right. to really, um, again, connecting with others. And if you can find a common ground that's naturally something you're into, it'll show in your emotions and your energy and you'll attract people to that. Right. So, it really would really makes a difference in that aspect for sure. How do you recommend that people go about learning about wine if they decide that they have an interest and that could be? Oh, there. well, one, you can read my book there you go. <laughs> um, or two, take one of my workshops. So I actually teach um, fundamentals of wine. Um, I'm a WSET level two um, mm -hmm. 
which is an intermediate level um, for folks who are really into wine. You can actually get that from uh, the Wine Spirit Education Trust. Um, you can take exams. Um, they have review courses. And as someone who's been through that, I've really taken a lot of the, um, the heavy lifting out of that and really put the basics down in my book where I talk about just varietals, uh, made of geographical mm -hmm. locations, just memorize and kind of sound like you know what you're talking about. That's really like all you really need. Right. And um, having it just helping you build a repertoire of just the right language. And when you walk into a wine store, having some confidence some confidence. So right. I think um, that's what we do a lot of, but ultimately the way you get into wine, drink a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I know, guess you I have to be a little bit, I guess you have to have some sort of limits, right? When you're at work, you don't want to, you don't want to tell everybody what you really think. Well, I have all my wine delivered to work. So <laughs> wow, that's so cool. Might as well come to the office. But I tell folks, you know, if you really want to start learning about wine, mm -hmm. pull out a map, Pick a location, usually, you know, Europe or um, South Africa, um, South America, and really pick a location, find a vineyard and just open it up and take, mm -hmm. take a decent note. <laughs> and right, honestly, right. that's how you kind of build it. So what's a great, what's a great wine that's, uh, you know, at an affordable price that you'd say this is a this is one to, to get right now? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. So it all depends. Um, in the red world. Mm -hmm. There's a really, really great um, uh, producer called Thierry Mar. It's based out of California, 22 bucks. And you've mm -hmm. got one of the best Syrahs that you can probably keep in the house and age for wow. even a year or two, or even open up, open up immediately. Um, on the white side, you know, a good value, make on village, you know, basic burgundy is really, really safe. 16, right. 15 bucks. And again, you're golden. Anything under 10, around 10, 12, which I would say is on the frugal side, which right. is really tasty, is uh, Dr. Lucent. Really mm -hmm. good Rieslings, under 12 bucks. You can get a great case of it, have it in its barbecue, you know, hang out at the house, and it won't break the bank. Wow, that's good advice. So, um, you know, the career side of things, um, which you spend a lot of time in, in the book on, and while you work in marketing for uh, law firms, it's been your primary primary kind of career avenue you also have uh the same degree i do from grad school the master's in hr from nyu yes good stuff uh that's how we actually connected and um so talk about i mean you obviously have the credentials in the background um as far as understanding uh what's involved in hiring and promotions and employee engagement and all those different kind of things how has that helped you as far as um kind of helping helping other people kind of navigate their career path and understand what works and doesn't work in the workplace. Well, understanding the culture is one mm -hmm. of the biggest drivers. I think folks don't put enough for a premium on. And, you know, you spend, you know, a good solid two and a half years at NYU in a grad program. You spend a lot of time really dissecting firm culture and understanding that it really changes um, depending on where you work and the, right. the location of where your company is located also plays a role as well. And understanding that, you know, sometimes it's not in your power to control a culture. You can help, again, shift the culture for sure, but walking into what's already established is important to understand how you kind of fit in, where your skills fit in, and the type of communication skills you'll need to really build allies. I think, again, a lot of people who walk into a job thinking, all right, I can do this work, but ultimately, can you do the people? Can you, can you really connect with folks, that, again, that are above you, that can then like, later on champion you, sponsor right. you even, and really propel you into positions and opportunities and projects that could, again, change the trajectory of your entire career? 
um, folks, again, I think really need to put a premium on that culture aspect. And uh, further to that point, understand that it's not going to happen by yourself. You can't keep your head down. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just do good work. If someone isn't there to document that work, to really sing your praises about that work. All right, great. Joe Schmo, thanks for doing a good job this year. <laughs> but, <laughs> you right. know, what does it mean to really build a, a, a good portfolio of what your contributions have been? I think, you know, being really intentional about that can really make or break the, you know, the next year or next two years of where your career is headed. Right, right. That's great advice. So the book is called How to Wine with Your Boss. Uh, the group that you have is Motovino. Uh, what, what, tell us a little bit about the group and, and what kind of activities or education that, that the group provides. I know you mentioned uh, a course and way to learn earlier, but you also do like different outings and trips. Oh, and yeah. Like we travel that. the world, right? <laughs> so um, in 2014, I launched Motovino. Motovino, the name itself, Moto being mobility, upward mobility, um, movement. And Vino, of course, being just good wine, obviously Italian. And so uh, with that, Motovino was started out as a bus trip for my colleagues in my network to really connect with each other. I've got friends from all over the spectrum, across the country, across the world, and really having a fun event every year to get people together. Like I've had folks come on trips with me and walk away with like business plans and ideas and new partners for stuff. And so that was ultimately the driver behind doing annual excursions. We went from bus trips to Long Island to vineyards in South Africa to frolicking through Napa. We'll be in Argentina in 2019, um, (laughs) chasing the greatest Malbecs around Mendoza. And so um, the idea of annual trips were great. Now, what it means on a granular level, more local, I do workshops where I pair the career advancement and development training with 30 minutes of some basic wine understanding. So we'll try two or three grapes. We'll try two or three locations, depending on what the theme is. And I'll walk you through a cheat sheet and how to remember what kind of wine you just had. So in one avenue, you get to talk about, you know, having great presence, how to build a great story. On the other hand, you get to drink some really fun, you know, cabs or Sauvignon Blancs. Wow. That's, that's pretty cool. So in the book, in writing the book, um, I don't know whether you you talk to any publishers, you talk to anybody who works in the literary field. I'm sure they said probably to you either write a book about wine or write a book about career advice, right? I don't remember ever seeing in all the career books that I've looked at one that combines wine and career. So you're you're really charting new territory, I think, with the book. Yeah, you know, you know, honestly, Ross, that really scares um, publishers away because for the most part, everyone who's, again, has walked the path of traditional publishing know that they like one lane. They like right. to know someone else already ri- has written a book in that field. And so they can make money. I mean, honestly, it's what it is. Because right. it's so novel, um, it was definitely a climb to find a good publisher that I really liked. And of course, I've, I've matched, uh, matched a few. And at this point, again, we're launching June 28th, so it'll be available on Amazon June 28th. Pre-orders are open now and appreciated. Um, But ultimately, yeah, it's really, you know, sometimes you can't be afraid to just walk in your truth. And this is really me in my life. And I think a lot of career books are wonderful. I I even shout out several in my book that Mm -hmm. I know I've, I've leaned on for guidance from time to time. But there's there's a practicality that's always missing. 
And I think through storytelling, through every mm-hmm. time I've had a wine encounter, there's always been a lesson that I think it can really, really help someone else. And so, again, that's what the book is meant to do, walk you through my wine life. <laughs> mm-hmm. At the same time, all the bumps that I hit in the way and how, I, again, wine really broke down barriers for people who didn't mm-hmm. even look like me or understood or saw the world through my lens, you know? Mm-hmm. And so again, it really, really broke down a lot of barriers and people really don't take a, again, don't really appreciate those things outside of like sports or right. again, you know, knitting or fun other hobbies out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a lot of fun. It's a great topic. And um, I wish you all the best on the book. It's called How to Wine with Your Boss. The group is Moto Vino. Check them out as well. Uh, Tiffany Yard, thank you so much. You can check out the book by going to Livestream Deals dot com it's not an affiliate or anything like that just click on through uh the cover of the book and it'll take you to tiffany's site where you can pre-order and learn a lot more about what she's doing tiffany thanks a lot it was a lot of fun ross thank you always a pleasure (laughs) okay thanks tiffany